Just a heads up, this is a feel-good podcast, but we do talk about some mental health issues. So remember, if you or a mate needs help, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14 and check out our show notes for more helpful resources. Your Instagram says something along the lines of, Jake comes up with an idea and Ellie says yes or no and helps to make it happen. That's pretty spot on, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I've come up with a lot of dumb ideas. (laughs) So it's very good to have Ellie there to go, "Mm, I don't think that's going to work, Jake. (laughs) Hey there, you're listening to Good Talk Great Mate, a podcast made by young people for young people. Come join us for a chat on the banks of the Namoi River. So sit back and relax. Your mental break starts now. Hello mates, my name's Caitlin Coote-Smith and my great mate on the other mic is Mackenzie Jones. Hi there and thank you for joining us. Well, get ready because you're about to find out how to feel fabulous. That's right, today's episode is all about feeling good on the inside and out. We all know eating our greens and healthy food is what fuels our body and exercise can benefit our minds. But sometimes it can all seem a little too hard and overwhelming. It sure does. So today we're going to be chatting to local legends Ellie Hatton and Jake Packer who have been inspiring country kids just like us to eat well and move more. This dynamic duo is the real deal. Jake and Ellie aren't preachy, annoying, influencer types who think unrealistic routines, completely banning chocolate and only drinking disgusting juice concoctions are the secret to health and happiness. No way. This power couple gets bush life and we've both really enjoyed their awesome school programs and always feel better after them. I agree. And just for some background, Mackenzie and I are both Wewell High School students. Our much-loved hometown is a small but mighty agricultural community on the banks of the Namoi River. We love our country life in Wewell. We've got beautiful wide open spaces, plenty of good soil to grow fresh food and at harvest time the paddocks are bursting with crops to help feed our nation. However, like many rural areas, we still do face some health challenges and barriers. Which is why we've called in Ellie, a nutritionist, entrepreneur and all-round goodness guru. And Jake, a personal trainer, development coach and player and coach of the premiership winning local rugby team, the Mighty Blue Bulls. Woo! What a combo. We would like to warmly welcome Ellie and Jake to our pod, which is being recorded at the Tumax FM studios on Camilla Road Country. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for having us, girls. Thanks, girls. I've never had an introduction like that. (laughs) Make you feel a bit special? Yeah, Yeah. it really does. (laughs) Righto, first question. We have both been a part of your school programs and love them. For those who don't know, can you share with listeners a little snapshot of who you are and what you do? Easy. I'll start. Uh, yeah, so you pretty much explained it all, girls. Um, Ellie and I are the co-founders of Platform & Co, which are, we are health educators. We like to see health and wellbeing educators with um, our two personal training studios in Wewell and Narrabri and also running sporting and health programs um, in schools all over the northwest. Um, so, yeah, something we're very passionate about and we enjoy. The work you do in schools is amazing. From Rowena to Narrabri, tell us about your community engagement in those little villages and how important it is for schools to access these facilities. Uh, Yeah, very important. When we first started this, um, that was the main goal, was to get these small schools. Um, We know that the um, state sporting bodies really find it hard to get out that way. Um, So we sort of saw a gap in the market there to try and help those schools. And and it's really good to go out there and... um, 
and see the smiles on their faces when you can go there week to week. You know, give them that that sporting program, not just for to get out and to um, to run around and, and a bit of physical activity. It's really good for, for obviously team building and, and confidence. Considering a lot of these kids in these um, smaller schools, when they hit high school, tend to go to um, bigger schools, especially in the city. Um, you know, if it's a private school or anything like that. So they're going from a small school to a, a school that has you know eight hundred people in a year. Um, so to have that little sporting program week in, week out, to give them the confidence in a sport that they can go to and, and maybe make some friends from, um, you know, it's it's really good. Yep, that's really good. You're a great local couple. Congrats on your recent engagement. Um, Thank you. No worries. Why do you love doing what you do here in the Narbi region? And why did you pick here instead of the city somewhere? Well, we've both grown up here. So I'm from Wee War, Jake's from Narrabri. Um, I think... The biggest thing is that we we didn't have this kind of thing when we were growing up um, and we just feel that it's just missing. So I guess we just want to make a difference in a community that we're very familiar with and that we're very passionate about and one where we really think will give great benefit. Great answer. Um, your Instagram says something along the lines of Jake comes up with an idea and Ellie says yes or no and helps to make it happen. What's it like working together and how do you balance your professional and personal lives with each other? That's pretty spot on, yeah. <laughs> and I've come up with a lot of dumb ideas. <laughs> so it's very good to have Ellie there to go, mm, I don't think that's going to work, yeah. Jake. <laughs> no, it's been, it's been good. You know, the, the work, work-life balance is, uh, you know, it, sometimes it does get tough. Um, you know, sometimes I can get a bit annoying. I'm pretty Same. sure Ellie said she uh, sometimes misses going to her old job because she used to bag me. But yeah. she can't bag me to me. I used to go to work and bitch um, about him. So she might uh, not like that. Um, but yeah, I think it's. I think it, that's exactly right. You got to find that balance. Um, you got to know when to switch off when we're at home, and uh, not try and um, let work consume our lives. Um, so yeah, we we try and do not, some fun things at home and ensuring that we're not really talking about work too much when we're, when we're at home or, or family events or anything like that, um, which makes it a lot easier. Sometimes it is hard. Um, granted, we try really hard and we, and we make sure that we do have that switch off when we need to. Yeah, and honestly, we don't actually work together very often. So we work together and we chat about work day in, day out. But our jobs kind of lead us in a different area. I think if we, like, I really credit people that physically face-to-face work with each other every day, I think that can be challenging. Like, I can tell when we've had a week in the office together or something like that. It does get quite hard. It's like any colleague. Um, I think you can hash it out with your partner a lot easier and get over it quicker. It's probably a positive to working together and being in a relationship because nothing really, you know, kind of boils up because you kind of dealt with it quicker than what what you would with a mate so I think that's good but yeah I mean just practice and we'll be probably practicing for the rest of our working lives together <laughs> no, but it's like, fun <laughs> hats off to you guys like if that was me I would not be able to do that like no one be able to switch off it's just yeah I can't comprehend how people do that yeah, a lot of people say it a lot of yeah. people do ask us how do we do it um but I think Ellie is right we don't we're not um with each other all the time so it does it does help in that sense we recently completed a first aid mental health training course and as part of what we learned a bit about how exercise can really help when it comes to fighting depression and anxiety can you discuss the benefits of exercising on mental health shake yeah well i think it's the biggest thing in my, in my mind um and i believe that everyone should be looking um 
or their mindset should be going into physical activity of, of the benefits it can have, not just for your mental side, but um, for your cognitive function. Um, you know, a lot of studies have come out how um, weightlifting and resistance training can help um, help with ageing, especially in the brain and things such as um, Alzheimer's and all that sort of stuff. So it, it's, it's very important. And I think that we need to be more vocal in the fact that it does play a big role in the mental and cognitive health of, of us, not just the physical health. And um, the more knowledge that can come out on that and the more that we can think about that when we're going in and doing some physical activity um, on what it can do to, uh, to our mental health, not just our physical health, I think will we'll go a long way in getting people to move more. And that's what we want. Okay, we're going to give you both an icebreaker question each to calm the mood. Jake, what's the best piece of advice you've been given? The best piece of advice I've been given was by my uncle. And I actually say this a lot to people is... Growing up when I was doing um, a lot of sport and stuff and then obviously when I went to New Zealand I had a lot of coaches in my ear um, and the best thing he said to me was take in all the advice that you get but throw out what doesn't work for you and keep what does work for you. So I think that's a really good thing um, to ensure that it's instilling that you listen to what people are saying but you don't have to do everything that they tell you to do. You just got to mould it into your own, in your own way and, and what does work, keep what doesn't um, get rid of. Whatever suits for you, I That's suppose. Radio, Ellie, I have one for you. Um, what is something you've always wanted to do, but you've never had the chance to? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I really want to travel more. I guess I just try and work really hard so I can do everything I want to do. I think travel's probably the next thing that I want to do more of. That's probably it. Just travel more, see more places. Ellie, I have another question for you. Um, tell us about your work in the mind, body and soul nutrition space, especially with young people in country areas? As a nutritionist in Weewar and Narrabri predominantly, if I'm doing face-to-face, I do find that it is quite a hard bracket to get into, not so much because people don't want to do it. People are very scared to do it. Like I think there's a lot of stigma around um, nutrition and being young and how to access it young. Like I I think where it's most beneficial is when you're, you know, like in primary school because you're learning anyway. So you should be learning good habits about food and lifestyle and stuff like that. But but your parents are making decisions for you then. So you're kind of trying to work with kids. You're trying to help the kids, but you're trying to re-educate the parents. So from my perspective, I would much rather work with children and their parents at the same time, but you have to have open minds all throughout to try and get into that but that's why I want to do this so much more in this area Uh, I don't think it's that people aren't interested I like I have no concern that people don't want to be healthy or they don't want healthy kids I think it's just always put into the too hard basket or it's it's so overcomplicated that it just doesn't happen I guess Um, do you believe in regional areas especially that the cost of fresh food and fruit and vegetables also plays a factor in not Get enough nutrition? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's just so... I, I don't know if it's a cost so much. Like if you break down individual meal prices, for example, it's the same, if not more, to get packaged food. It's just the convenience. People go... Every, everyone's in a hurry. No one's got time. No one's priorities are to prepare their own meals unless they're someone like me who has a real passion for it. And I think we've been told that it is hard. like, And there's so many things on Instagram, uh, Twitter, or, you know, Facebook, whatever social media platform that you use, that everyone tells you something different. 
like so many people come to me and they say, oh, I've done this diet and this one as well and it didn't work and like what should I try next? Like it's not about what diet to do. It's just a whole lifestyle. Like you just create a lifestyle and then you make it fit into what you want to do with your life and you go from there. Like I don't change my food any time of year. Like I'll eat more ham on Christmas and I'll, you know, like I'll drink more champagne and stuff like that. But I don't turn around the next day and do anything different. Like I'll go back to the gym or I'll go for a walk or have leftover ham in my breakfast. Like it doesn't need to be so overwhelming all the time. But it is because if you Google how to lose five pounds, like you'll get 10 different diets in your face or it'll say stop eating carbs or go keto or, you know, fast celery juice, like something just outrageous. And it's just, it's not sustainable and people just can't do it. They just think it's too difficult, which that is way too difficult. Obviously, like, as you know, everyone thinks that like eating greens is the be on end all and like you have to do it. But is it really that, I suppose, important in a way? Um, Well, you're going to love me because I'm a big meat eater. So I'm, I mean, I, unless you're vegetarian, like I would never change someone's ethical beliefs or anything like that. But I just think bang for buck, you get so much more nutrition out of like a piece of steak than you do a hundred grams of beans. Like you have to eat so many beans or so many, so much broccoli to get the same nutrition as you would out of a piece of meat. Like I love them and they're beneficial and I incorporate vegetables into my diet but they're not the biggest part of my diet whatsoever. Like it's definitely meat for me. And simply because when I look at food, I think you have to eat to survive. So you want to fuel your body in the best way possible. So I just think, okay, well, what's the most nutrient-dense food that I can get for the occasion? Like if I'm doing workout, it'll have more, probably more vegetables or like oats or something that like fast breaking down carbohydrates, but I'll still have meat. Like it'll be my dominant part of my meal is always meat. Yep. And I think like what Caitlin said before, like I find this weird, meat generally costs a lot more than what veggies too, but like people are more um, willing to go out and buy meat than what they are veggies. Yeah, I know. Maybe it is the bang for your buck value of it. Like I guess they're bigger portions. Like I don't know many people that just don't eat meat. They just seem to eat meat and then a lot of packaged foods but then if you chucked all the packaged things out of your grocery list and put meat and vegetables in instead it'll be cheaper it's just not as easy so we don't do it but yeah I do love veggies but no you don't just have to live on vegetables or you die that is doesn't not work like that on the days when it feels easier to just hang on the couch eat a bag of chips and watch trashy tv what's the best way to get motivated and to motivate those around you to start off, I'd say that we need to um, be okay with that. Some days you do feel like shit and um, that's one thing that we're really big on, you know. Just because we're, we're telling everyone to, um, you know, to get up and move and eat well, it doesn't mean that you can't have days like that. We have days like that. Um, I have days like that where, I'd, you know, I'm happy just to sit on the couch. I think the difference is is not letting that compound into more days. Um, and a big thing that I've found and, and that I think is, is a really good way is to um, have habits, have daily habits that you can, uh, you can ensure that you can tick off. So these habits are not overly hard to, to complete, but what they do is they, they get that motivation and they get that sense of that you're winning the day, even if you have had a bad day. If you can 
get those habits in, then that's going to motivate you to, to do something more if you need to. Or if you have had a bad day but you still got your habits in, it motivates you for the next day to um, to go, okay, well, I've, I've had the bad day but I've still had a, a mini win because I've done my daily habits. Um, I'll let that slide, that's fine, um, but don't, let it, don't do two in a row. So don't let it compound, I'd say that. In regards to motivation, I said it, it's, it's got to be you. You can't really get external sources of motivation. At the end of the day, you, you've just got to do it. And if you have that mindset of it's fine to have one, it's fine to have a bad day, but don't let those days compound um, and, and acknowledge them. You know, I think we've talked to the school about acknowledging your bad days as well as your good days. Um, and I think that's really important that you need to acknowledge it and, and move on to the next. Can I just chime in on that a little bit? Like, I probably would say don't really rely on motivation because you don't have it very often. Like imagine if you needed motivation to go to school or to go to work. You'd never go to school or go to work. But you go because you have to go. You have a responsibility to go and do those things. You should just prioritise things that are important to you. So you have to go to school. You have to go to work. You have to do a workout. You have to go for a walk. You have to eat well. Just chuck it all in the same basket. Yeah, and that's, um, that's pretty much the definition of discipline is doing things that you don't like but you need to do um, and that's what people struggle with is, is having that little bit of discipline to, to say it's, it sucks but I'm going to do it anyway because I know that I need to do it. Yeah, I find that like really true and interesting but Caitlin and I, like speaking for ourselves, like we obviously I do um, ab workouts four times a week, about 10, 15 minutes, whatever it might be and then I'll go for a walk. Like as you said, Jake, like it's the discipline you don't always want to do it, but how much better you feel after you're doing it. And you go for half an hour, hour walks yeah, every morning. I think morning. I definitely felt it this morning. I had an assignment due. So instead of going for a walk, I normally go for half an hour walks in the morning. So instead of doing that, I did my assignment. I got to school. I was in such a bad mood all day because I didn't have the chance, I guess, to go outside in nature and just because I live in a property. The ability for me every morning to go out and just go for a walk and look at the birds and the trees and everything definitely makes me a lot calmer. I think ready to start the day instead of just inside and just stressing over an assignment. It, yeah, I can definitely, definitely felt the difference of that today. It's, um, you know, I, there's been so many days where I haven't felt like doing a workout. Mm. You know, like you just don't always feel like it. You know, we're not all the rock like that. You know, we don't, <laughs> we some days we don't want to do a workout. It's the last thing we want to do. But Sometimes I shame him into doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't recommend But that. it's just <laughs> something that you do, you know. And I reckon a really good quote was from um, Jaco Willink, who I reckon you, should, you guys should um, listen to. Um, he's an ex-Navy SEAL. Maybe interview him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's really good, but he, um, he talks about what he does when he comes to those situations. He said he never negotiates with weakness. So if yeah. you think he, if it, there is something that you don't feel like doing but you know you got to, he said he just doesn't negotiate with it. He just does it. So yeah. I think that's a really good thing. Um, I think it's know. called the inner bitch. Isn't that right? Like yeah. It is, yeah. Sounds right, yeah. 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 Like who's going to win? You, the nagging. Yeah. Constant nagging, yeah. 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 So I'd say, yeah. And the longer you put things off, like sometimes I sit there in my bed or on the lounge and I go, I've got to do this but I don't want to but I'm going to have to anyway. Like... And the longer you put it off, the more angry with yourself you're going to be and the more pressure you're going to put on yourself to do it. So you may as well just get up and do it. Exactly. And yeah. we, you still do it. Yeah. You, you know, you'll say you won't do it, but you still do it. Yeah. You know, we, we still do things that we go, why do we leave it to this late to mm. do it? Um, you know, but it, as I said, as long as you're aware of it, um, you can work to better it and, and get better at that discipline. 
Yeah, I think being self-aware is really important. 100%. Um, touching on bad habits, from eating junk to vaping, how can people break a bad habit? Have good habits. <laughs> Create <laughs> yeah. better habits. Um, as I said, I think having those good habits are really good, you know, because it allows you to get those wins and, and keeps the ball rolling. Um, in regards to bad habits, even if you're, like, having good habits, there's this thing, um, it's about um, having little punishments and it's about, uh, it's about, what's the book called? Atomic Habits. Oh, yeah, Atomic So it's a really good book. Good read. Uh-huh, good read. read. And um, so they're talking about even if you do have your daily habits, if you miss it or if you have a bad habit, have a punishment for it. Okay, so that tries to stop you to doing it. Um, an example for me is I, I'm not really an early person. I actually don't like – I didn't like getting out of bed. I'd always hit the snooze or um, – so I would put pressure on myself to get up and get ready and, and, and get to work. So my habit was I had to get out of bed as soon as my alarm went off and if I didn't get out of bed when my alarm went off, I didn't get a coffee for the day. So that was a big enough punishment mm. for me to go, right, I'm going to get out of bed no matter what. Um, and you start to create your environment to ensure that you get out of bed. So my alarm's outside the bedroom, so I actually have to go off, get up physically to turn it off. So if you can create habits and create an environment that, that can um, keep these good habits coming up and keep you doing good habits and ensuring that your bad habits stay out of it, um, I think that's a, a really good way to, to start. Yeah, I think as well, like just having accountability, taking responsibility and ownership of everything you do allows you to do it. Like blaming, you know, the when you go, oh no, it was someone else's fault, or I, oh no, I didn't have to do that, or it, anything. I actually heard someone, well, I think I might have read it in a book the other day, something about if you aren't taking accountability, you're a- admitting that you have no control. And who does not want control? Like if you take it into that perspective, I think it makes you realise that you are literally in control of everything you do, absolutely everything you do. So if you're not doing something that you want to be doing, that's on you and you have to take responsibility for that. And I don't know, it just helps you do it over time. Everything takes time. You have to be patient, you have to be consistent and you have to be accountable. Yep. Yep. Um, I have a following question for that. How do you distinguish between laziness or just not wanting to do something with when you actually need a break, when you're close to burnout or something like that? Um, I think over time you'll you'll just know because you'll know when you're being consistent or useless. Um, Like, I mean, it'd be really hard in the first – if you, you know, if you walk out of here and you change everything you do and in a week's time you can't do it anymore, you're probably being lazy. But if you change a few things and then you're doing it and you're feeling really good and then you just wake up one morning and you just feel shit, like, don't do it. I think you know deep down, am I capable of doing this or – Am I trying to beat you? Like yeah. only you will know that. But I think it's pretty obvious when you when you have developed a few, a few or sorry a routine, and then you've been consistent with it. You'll know if you're being lazy or if you need a break. To avoid that, don't overdo it. Like don't do everything at once. That's such a big problem with people trying to change their lifestyle and health and all that sort of stuff. They literally go one hundred percent at it. And it's not it's not sustainable. So burnout happens straight away, or, you know, within the first few weeks. It'll show in your mood and your behaviour and what you say to people if you yeah. need a break like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's okay to take a break. I think that's another thing. Like we've touched on that a little bit. But you're allowed to take a break. You just have to be 
you have to know that it's a break. Like don't cop, don't do it as a cop out. Do it because you need it, yeah. and then reset. Go again. Like you don't on a time limit. Hopefully, we've got ninety years to get these things right. So there's no pressing time to do it tomorrow. Just do it. Do it eventually. Yeah, I think your body's a a, a big one there. If your mind, like obviously your mind's telling you to do something. If you know your body can do it, but you decide not to. That's laziness coming in. Um, yeah. Obviously, if your mind's saying, yeah, I can do it, but your body, you are, like if you have been working out and you are quite sore and stuff like that, then that's, um, you know, that is probably a time you can take the break. It's, it's not being lazy. So once again, it, it, it's just self-awareness. And as Ellie said, no one can tell you when you what you're doing and if it's being lazy or if you need a break, it's it's up to you. I think as well, if, you, if you're defending yourself on the reason you're probably being lazy yeah like if you keep being like oh no but i can't oh like and and sort of really pushing the defense you're probably capable thank you for listening to the good talk great mate podcast and stay tuned for part two of this awesome episode it'll be the next one out so keep your eyes peeled this podcast is proudly supported by the Narrabri Shire Council and funded by the New South Wales Government. If you or a mate needs help, check out our show notes for more helpful resources. If you or a mate is in crisis, please call Lifeline 13 11 14, Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800 or on the Suicide Callback Service on 1300 659 467. Or you can talk about support available with your doctor or a local rural mental health coordinator. And mate, it'd be great if you subscribed, gave us a follow, and shared this episode with your friends. Catch you next time.